Hey, I'm Bob Runkle, and for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's being driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams, no matter what obstacles are in their way. And I know a thing or two about that. Welcome to the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. Roll it. Dora and the Fantastical Creatures is the fantastic new short playing in front of Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, in theaters everywhere this Friday, September 29th. Today, we are joined by William Matta, the director of this short, and we talk about his familiarity with Dora, some Easter eggs about recording the voices for the short, and so much more. He was a wonderful guest, and I'm so happy that you're going to get to have the opportunity to hear the chat that we had. So without further ado, let's get into it, and make sure you check out the movie as well as the short. Thanks to Nickelodeon for helping me set up this one. William, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This is this is great. Uh, my pleasure, Bob. So, this short is colorful, it's vibrant, and it's the Dora that we know and love for the big screen. What was your familiarity with the series, and what kind of led you to this this job, this undertaking? Um, you know. It's a good question. Like I, I was kind of like a little too old for Dora when she came on. So I was well aware of Dora for many years. And, you know, I, but that being said, I think what lured me to taking on this project is that, first of all, she's a, a female hero and she's a Latina, which to me was super ahead of its time 20 years ago. And it's super great to have now. And why wouldn't I want to celebrate that and sort of just carry on that torch? Um, I think for me, um, she, she embodies the things that I value a lot, which is, you know, curiosity and exploration. And so for me, it was like, what a perfect cast of characters to work with. Yeah, for sure. And one of my, one of my dearest friends in the industry is Chris Gifford. Mm. So it must've been absolutely wonderful talking, talking with him and meeting with him and talking about this project yeah you know uh i i didn't get a chance to really talk much with with chris but yeah i mean i agree with you 100 percent. you know like those are the originals uh, you know him eric and valerie like they the original sort of like creators of dora and i think i i, I they're like we're light years ahead with with bringing a show like this out so i'm very very sort of proud and 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 you know happy to have worked with them did you did you automatically know that it was going to be attached to Paw Patrol, the 
the new Paw Patrol film? Was that the plan or was it something else? What? Yeah, we knew pretty early on, you know, and I think it was also an opportunity for us to kind of give um, Dora a, a chance at the big screen and to see how she played on on the big screen. So it kind of opened the door for us in a lot of really neat ways where we can, you know, shoot the short a little different, a little more cinematic. The action's a little different, like her, you know, we see her kind of running through a jungle and jumping. So we got to give her a little more action and away from her normal cadence, but we didn't go too far. And we also kind of honored her original DNA, which is a lot of the sort of interacting with the audience and we, you know, with the Spanish and English. So, um, you know, we were able to play in, in a really fun space. What was the funnest part of using the interactivity with the movie going audience? Cause Dora literally speaks to the movie going audience as they watch. Yeah. And I thought that, uh, that was so wonderful. How fun was that? That was great. It was great. I, I think like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that in film where you can kind of just make it as personal as you can. And to be in a theater, it's kind of neat, like to have her just looking down and talking to one and calling people out in the crowd you, you in the back. Like that, that was such a fun thing because you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, she, she already does that in her show and to see it in the theater would be great. And I think it just felt like a natural thing to do. I think one of the most difficult parts of being a creative person, whether it be a short film or a podcast or what have you, is knowing when a project is done, when you can't mesh with it anymore. Mm-hmm. When did you, how long did it take you, you and the team to realize, okay, we're going to submit this, we're done. (laughs) It's, uh, we all have in our mind, like when it's, you know, quote unquote pencils down, but in animation, like there's always like that fourth quarter or that overtime where you're just like, but, but, but if we can add this, we get the end and more often than not, we end up going all the way to the very end. You know, I think we were still even doing some final like color correction, little things like, like right before we were just done. So we'll always in animation tradition, we'll always try to work on it as long as we can. But I think we were very lucky that we found our, our core story like right away and we stuck to it and we found our sort of look of picture and our style based on the sort of folk art. And we had our sort of things all lined up. So the things that sort of changed and we worked on throughout were pretty small, uh, which is, it's kind of rare. You know, a lot of times in animation, things are just constantly done and then thrown away and redone and thrown away and redone. And you just multiply that by three years, four years. Um, and then the movie comes out. But for us, we were lucky that we, we found our story. We knew our characters really well. There's already sort of, they're already really well-defined. So that helped. And, you know, and it was fairly smooth throughout. So, we did go to the last minute just because selfishly, we just wanted to try to make this as, as, you know, as uh, fun as possible. So, but it was, it was a pretty clean process. As you were kind of researching for this job, is there anything about Dora as a brand and as a character that surprised you? Cause I feel like when people think of Dora, they think of the interactivity and really not much else mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. What surprised you? What surprised me 
of Dora. Um, yeah, I mean, I think she's for me, she's a, a, a vehicle to kind of introduce, you know, audiences into themes and stories that we may or may not know much about, you know, and I think for me, uh, like I said, this short centers around Alebrijes, which which are a Mexican folk art. And it forced us as filmmakers and, and our crew to really dive into and learn about it and, you know, bring authenticity to to the project and the story. So to me, that uh, that's, you know, it's not a surprise, but I really embrace that about Dora as a character. For sure. And what was it like working with the, um, you had such a talented voice cast, especially, you know, Mark coming back as a swiper. That's right. That's right. And Mark is a good friend of ours, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was so good. Um, I had never worked with Mark, and you know, he's such a pro, you just let him go. And it was just, it was just a, a pleasure to watch. Um, he was full character the whole time. And uh, I mean, I love it because in anim- it's only an animation that we can have so much fun. I remember one session we had, we were just trying to find the right sound of him. Actually, the image behind me, he makes just a little uh, uh, nervous sound. And we had such a blast just recording for hours trying to find that right little effort that we're like ah it's too much of a question mark oh that's a little too you know forfeiting like and he's so great because he gave us so much material yeah that that we try to use every piece of the buffalo with him because we're like we could use that we could totally use that that effort's great yeah Um, he gives you multiple of everything he absolutely yeah, no, he is great. Uh, and even like Diana, who plays Dora, I mean, she's such a pro. Or Asher, who plays Boots, they're like, they're such professionals. I just, I'm amazed at that age. I was just probably, you know, chasing down the ice cream truck or something. Like, they're so sophisticated. They're so smart with the characters, and and their performances were great. It was it, it was so easy. We just really sat back, gave minimal direction, and they just went to town. Something that really spoke to me about the short and it sort of reminded me of why I loved the Dora brand so much as a kid was everybody had value mm-hmm. and even in this short there's so much inclusion in the world like with heritage and whatnot and as someone who works directly with disability inclusion what does diversity and inclusion mean to you especially bringing it to young audiences i mean i I think whenever we set out to tell stories you know we we definitely have to we, we make these films for everyone right and i think yeah it's always a thing where we have to be aware and and considerate of things you know and and it's super important to me for sure as a filmmaker um, you know, I've, I've, I've family, I have friends, uh, you know, that, that are affected by certain things. And to me, I always, I always, you know, look at it through multiple lenses. You can't just, uh, have a one-sided story and, and, and not sort of include, uh, everyone to the table. So to me, it's a super important topic for sure. And something that I just love, and I hope people grasp from, from this is that Dora it still, still need your help after all these years and, you know, doing it, doing it in such unique ways. And I just, 
the short was just so vibrant and so fun. And there was so much packed in to that <laughs> short timetable that I just wanted more of the world you guys built. No, that's awesome. Thank you. I, I, I do too. <laughs> Believe me, I, I would every day like comically would fight with like, can we have another minute? Can we add another minute to this? Uh, because there, there is so much we jammed in there. And I think there's so much we can unpack that honestly, I feel you could really open this up. And not only that, but like, I think, like I mentioned earlier, like Doric definitely commands the big screen. I'm like, you know, maybe if we say it three times, we can get Doric to get a feature film. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be the guy saying it three times along with you because it's great. <laughs> It's absolutely great. Oh, thank you. So now, what Dora character would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, wow. Um, I would have to say Dora, you know, uh, because like I mentioned, and I, I keep harping at it, is she she has qualities that I, I, till this day, hold very dear to me, which is curiosity and exploration. Like, those are the things that I always go to when I get caught in a situation where I don't I'm either afraid to move on something or afraid of change or trying things that are difficult. It's, or, or just looking for inspiration. It's, it's through curiosity that I'll find them, you know? So I would have to say Dora. Yeah. For me, I think it'd be Boots because they're just so loyal and um, committed and just there. And of course, Swiper, because why not? Like, come yeah. on. I know. I know. It's hard that that guy steals the show all the time. Nope, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> I I have to tell you this. When when I saw this short announced, I knew I had to be involved in this somehow because it was such the the art style and the the way it was the world was built, as I've said before, it's just so breathtaking, it's new but still familiar. For the Dora fan base, I love it. Oh, thank you. That's great. I mean, that that was the aim. And again, we had a really talented group of people that came together and 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 you know put this together fairly quickly. You know, and uh, we're just I'm just for me, I'm amazed to have worked with a great crew, great artist, uh, production. Like everything was a blast, and you know, it, it was just inspired. I think in every aspect of this. Everyone wanted to just, you know, in traditional animation, that's the way it goes. Everyone pluses it through as it goes down the pipeline. And this is one of the examples where I felt like it really, it really worked that way all the way through. So how would you describe your time working on it? How many late nights did you spend on this? Like how, how, <laughs> tell me, tell me the nitty gritty. What was going on? Um, I, I would say this was, you know, animation, if you work in animation, you have a, a love for labor because it's, it's endless always. We're all, like I said, we can work on these things to the, till they're pulling it off the grip of our hands, you know, before it's due. Um, so we're always going to work hard. And I think uh, this one in particular, you know, for me, the more and more I do this and work in this industry is, is who I get to work with. And I worked with a brand new crew. I didn't know much of the people on it, but they all turned out to be great. They were very, you know, open to allowing me to come in and, and try new things with the character that that's been around for so long and, and push and, and, and stretch and like add things. And it was very collaborative process. 
Um, so I will say it was, it was, it's always a lot of work, but it didn't feel like it. It, 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 it was always very, everyone was always in a good mood and it was very inspired. And I think that's, that's why it, it, the short feels like it has that energy. There's a little spontaneity to it. Like, I think, you know, it's, it's just fast moving. It's, it's loaded. It, it, it makes you want to watch it again. Cause you're like, I missed this or I missed that. And I, and that's really how our meetings used to be. Like, can we do this? Can we do that? What if we had this? Can we take this away? Well, uh, you know, so it, it, if anything, it's a, it's a really good impression of how the energy we had making it. So what's your favorite Easter egg within the short? Not exploring too much, but are there any fun things that we can look out for? Um, you know, we were talking about Swiper and, you know, the voice work we had. Um, there's like, there's one little ad lib that we threw in there where he's getting away with the key figure that he's flying away in his jetpack. That's just, he mumbles something. It, and I don't think it was anything, but it sounded great. So we put it in there. And I think it's almost like a yummy, yummy, yummy sound or something that it had nothing to do. It was, it wasn't scripted or anything. It was just one of those things that we got that we're like, I got to plug that in there, you know? So next time you watch, just have a listen. I can only imagine like combing through that audio of that session must have been such a blast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Now Mark is great. Um, and yeah, we were able to kind of just quickly plug that thing in there. So what do you hope he, what do you hope families um, take away from this short? If anything, like, what do you want? What do you hope? people get out of it yeah i i think uh you know there's a couple things i mean if if anything it's like there's always the core lesson right it's you know that swiper provides for us where you can't just take things that aren't yours and you have to give back there's also a sense of like protecting nature and 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 also respecting tradition and and also just introducing you know viewers to cultural experiences that dig a little deeper you know because at a, at a glance you can go <clears throat> you know something's pretty and colorful and 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 all that but there's we try to bring in some like some you know anchor it down to some real things like the celebration goes around is is based around this copal tree which is a real tree that that's you know that's used in Oaxaca Mexico to make uh the sculptures of the alebrijes and their hand carved look and all that we try to be as authentic as we can and i think those are all kind of the takeaways for me for sure um, what I, what i took away from it is like inclusivity matters and asking a question matters and having everyone be involved mattered matters because everybody is so segmented these days and afraid mm. to ask questions and afraid to you know embrace their heritage but dora and the world that you've all created i keep saying it but it's it creates a safe space for the audience to feel however they however they want to feel in this fun, short, di digestible way. And I can't wait for audiences to see it. No, oh, that's great. I love that. So just so just so people know, where where can people see this? Ah, well it'll be in theaters uh next week on the 29th. It'll be playing right in front of Paw Patrols 2. So, you know, get there on time. It's worth the watch. Yeah. And thank you so much for chatting with us today. This has been great. Oh, thank you, Bob. This is awesome. And I hope we could chat again soon. I love that. Thanks for hanging out with us at the DJ Bob Show. 
If you like this episode, drop us a line at djbobrunkle at gmail.com. That's djbobrunkel at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked most about this episode and what other guests we should have on the DJ Bob Show. Thanks so much again for hanging out with us. This is Nate Beagle, your humble announcer.